Chapter Six of the Frithy of Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland. The Frithy of Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt, translated by George Upton. Chapter Six, King Ring. There reigned at this time in the far north a king named Ring no longer young but gentle and kindly as balder himself and sage of mimir who guards the fount of wisdom his realm was peaceful as a grove of the gods the greenwood never echoed to the clash of arms nor were the cornfields trampled by the hoofs of battle steeds justice held sway upon the seat of judgment about which the people gathered to hold their ting or general assembly where each man had a voice in the affairs of the kingdom Thither came many a white-sailed vessel, bringing treasures from a hundred coasts, in exchange for the country's rich abundance. Wisely and well had King Ring guided the destinies of his people for more than thirty years, and prayers for his welfare ascended daily to Odin's throne. One day the king sat with his warriors in the royal hall. Long was the feast, and many a horn of foaming mead was strained but at last he pushed back his gold chair from the board while all the chiefs arose to do honour to the words of their lord sighing deeply he began my noble queen was taken as ye know from out these mists of earth and now amphrigus heavenly bower sits enthroned in purple robes naught remains to me but the flower-decked grave mound where she lies she was the treasure of my life but my babe suffer for a mother's care the country lacks a queen king bell who was often wont to be our honoured guest now also shares valhalla's joy but he in one and her i chose but he hath left a daughter as fair they say as the lily and the rose in one and her i choose to be my spouse tis true that she is young and like the spring while winter's frost has touched my locks with grey but if it so be that she can trust an upright heart and nourish affection for helpless childhood in her breast then will autumn offer to the spring its throne take gold from the vault rooms therefore and gems and costly apparel from the chests and go ye to ingeborg's brothers with my suit also let minstrels accompany you that they may assist your wooing with song and harp-string a band of chosen warriors set out without delay and reaching the court of king Beale's son made known their errand three days they waited for an answer while helgi instead of taking wise counsel on the matter offered up horses and falcons on the sacrificial stone and searched the entrails to discover the will of the gods but on the fourth day ring's messengers demanded an answer whereupon helgi deluded by the signs he had perceived curtly rejected the monarch's suit and the giddy half dan added jestingly tis pity our feastings must have an end had king greybeard but come hither with you truly i myself would now have aided him to mount his horse suppressing their wrath the envoys returned to their master with king helgi's answer nor did they fail to relate the affront that had been offered them by halfdan an evil hour shall it be for them that seize king greybeard on their shores cried ring as he smote the great war-shield that hung upon a linden tree in the castle courtyard swift throughout the land sped the summons to war and soon a host of warriors had assembled the haven was filled with dragon ships and countless helm plumes nodded in the breeze when the message of war reached king helgi 
he was seized with fear and hastily dispatched his sister ingeborg to baldur's temple which was held sacred all over the northland none had ever dared to violate the sanctuary and there he deemed her safe from king ring and his warriors End of chapter 6 Recording by Chad Horner for Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland Situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland